In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're gonna have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of the Pelvic PT Rising Podcast. This is Nicole and Jesse Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. This is super exciting for us. And here we go. First yeah, episode. We've been thinking about this for a long time. Really, this is kind of born out of, and this is going to be a clue into how nerdy we are, but this conversations we're having over the dinner table every night about clinical stuff, about business, about the state of this field. And we really wanted to expand that and bring you guys into this conversation. Yeah. Welcome to our life, essentially. Yeah. Like Jesse just said, we live and breathe pelvic PT and it's been a passion of mine for a really long time. I've been a physical therapist for, I graduated in, in 2006. So whatever that is, I got to do some math, but yeah, it's 14 years or so. And then I've been treating pelvic physical therapy since then. So I really started super early in this field and I was passionate about it pretty quickly. So cool. And then we founded about four years ago, Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy together. And then I think most of you already know a lot about Nicole's background, but she is the founder of the Pelvic PT Huddle, which we've been running now for the last three or four years started off in running a program at a really prestigious local hospital here in Orange County, spent five years running that program, went to outpatient and ended up being a clinical director at an outpatient physical therapy clinic in pelvic health for another about five years. And then we've been running with pelvic sanity for the last four. And so we've really grown quickly. We are cash-based practice. We treat patients for an hour each session, um, if not two hours, depending on the patient. And we're now up to five full-time physical therapists and nine staff and have just really been growing really faster than we can keep up the last few years. Yeah, it's been a really cool process. You know, I think that when we first started, it was just going to be like, gosh, you know, are we really going to do this now? And, And pelvic sanity was born out of a lot of nudges from Jesse, but I really feel like it was time, you know, I think that there was... A lot of experience I gained being in the hospital-based setting and then moving to outpatient practice. It was relatively small and, and we started there. We grew that a lot as well. And so I think that I can bring a lot of great experience to you all and share what I've learned along the way and all the challenges that come with each of those settings. Yeah. Including business ownership. That's a whole nother ballgame. Right. And so we talk a little bit in the intro about why this is such an exciting time in pelvic PT. And Nicole, talk a little bit about what you've seen in terms of the growth of this field in the last 14 years. Yeah. So when I first graduated from PT school, first of all, there wasn't anybody that was actually interested in pelvic physical therapy in PT school, right? And neither was I, frankly. 
that's a different story for a different day, but I definitely didn't want to do pelvic PT. We got maybe an hour of a lecture, you know, and it's just like some old lady <laughs> like doing Kegels on an exercise ball and talking about incontinence and everybody was like snickering and, you know, just wanted to be over it and go to the bar pretty much after that because it was like, who the hell would want to do that? That was sort of the attitude. And, you know, I think that just goes to show a lot of respect that we need to show for people in the field that are, were even practicing five, 10 years 15 years even before then, like those people are pioneers. They're the ones that have sort of been the basis of this field. And then, but back in the day, like when I started, there was nobody that was doing it. I got made fun of actually at Hogue Hospital when I ended up essentially being bribed by my by Hogue Hospital to to start the pelvic PT program there. People were making fun of me, like, oh Nicole, don't you like only deal with those ladies with incontinence? Like, why do you want to do that? Like, ha, ha, ha. And it was just like, I don't know. At that point, I was really passionate about it, but it was still a big, why would anybody want to do that sort of mentality in the field? And now you're going to lecture at local schools and there's students in your classes like that are already interested yeah. in public health as students and looking for rotations. Seriously, super exciting and a huge shift that I've seen even in the last five years that I've been lecturing. I, I do guest lectures all around for a bunch of different physical therapy schools. And even in, when I go and teach the first year students, like an intro to pelvic health and musculoskeletal connection of the pelvic floor, man, even then sometimes we're seeing two, three, even up to five people in each class really getting interested in it. And what's even more cool is that even the people that know that they won't do pelvic PT, they're still super engaged and interested and they've heard about it and they are wondering like how they can help their patients instead of being in that sort of like, whoa, those people are weird. Now that's much more embraced in our field as a legit specialty. And that's what's so exciting. Yeah. And so we've been now kind of engaging with pelvic PTs because we originally founded Pelvic Sanity with a patient focus. We were going to help people locally, but we were also going to reach out beyond the walls of our clinic. We have an out-of-town program. People come in for remote consultations from all over the world. And we were doing all that. And I think the real turnaround was after we wrote The Interstitial Cystitis Solution, our whole goal with that book was to get people to pelvic PT, right? Nicole had a ton of experience working with that. She had done all the research and really we felt the big thing that was missing was that people weren't able to get to a physical therapist. And so we wrote the book with that as being as the whole goal and then started to get calls after it was published. And we thought, you know, our work here is done. We've, we've got people. Yeah. Like that was it, right? That was my job is done. Wash the hands. Cool. Like everybody's going to go to their local pelvic physical therapist. And even if they have to travel a little bit, they're going to get better. It's going to be amazing. And then we started getting like so many phone calls, phone calls to the clinic DMs on Instagram, private messages on Facebook, people on our Pelvic Sanity Facebook page, like basically with all these different stories about how they were, you know, treated for, by their pelvic PTs. And it just varied across the board so much. It started to really make me think like, oh gosh, we might have a big issue here. Right. And even locally, we track everybody who comes into the clinic. About 70% of our patients have been to other PTs without enough success before they come to us. And that's just the local folks. That's not the people who are actually traveling from out of town to come in and see us, which 
all of them have been to multiple PTs before they come in. So we started thinking more about like, why is that? And a lot of the same things that make this such an exciting time, make it a challenging time too. There's just so much growth in the field. It's really hard for everything to keep up with that. Yeah. And, you know, I think the the fact that it's gained, the pelvic PT in general has gained so much traction for sure over the last 10 years, but especially in the last five, then it's like people are getting thrust into positions because everybody's, that's a big buzzword, right? Orthopedic practices want to add pelvic health. Like maybe you're involved in pelvic health and you, you've you heard about it, you want to do it. So then you implement that into a setting that otherwise wouldn't have had that on their list of things, of specialties to add to their practice. And so there's a lot of people that have a great passion for the field, but then the education has to follow with that and the experience level has to follow with that because patients need our help. Yeah. And we were talking about how there's more and more places where now pelvic PTs are the only pelvic PT in the setting where they're working, kind of like you were when you started the program at Hogue, right? Yeah, right. And I was lucky to have Hogue Hospital at that time give me a ton of education courses back to back. And then they actually paid for me to have a mentor through a mentorship program. And I feel like that is where we're really like lacking a little bit in this field. There's a great amount of continuing education courses, so many more than when I first started to pick from. So we have a lot to choose from, but we don't yet, in my opinion, have a overarching like theme, a baseline, a foundation that is sort of ubiquitous across country, across the world even. So, you know, that's, I'm really passionate about making sure that we have a great foundation from which we can have our individual skills shine through and our individual skill sets be able to be implemented with our treatments. Right. Kind of just like how we train and mentor our team, right? When somebody starts, they go through three months of intensive training with Nicole, shadowing, working with her at lunches, you know, at all this extra time, not so that everybody treats exactly the same, but so that everybody has the same baseline knowledge, the same language we can all speak and understand. And then, yeah, somebody has a little bit more of an exercise focus or somebody has more of a yoga focus or somebody's more manual like all of that can stem out of that, but you need to have that that shared foundation. Right. And I think that I wanted to take what we've created at Pelvic Sanity and sort of figure out <laughs> how can we actually do that on a bigger scale. For many of you guys who don't know, I'm a NCAA basketball referee, and that is an interesting field where the mentorship program that we have for referees and basketball officials is like a given. If you don't know who your mentor is, if you can't say who your mentor is for two levels above, then you might as well not be a referee. It's like, oh, well, who's that person? They don't even have a mentor. And it's just a given. It's a given from the mentee's perspective to seek out people that they resonate with, that they admire, that they respect. And it's also very much embedded in the culture of being a referee that if you are at the top, if you are at the upper echelon of your field, 
like the people that you see on TV refereeing the, you know, championship games, like those people are expected to have mentees. And it's like, there's a bunch of these little trees everywhere of up the chain until you get to some of these elite refs. And when I took a look at and going up the ladder in the referee field like that, I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we could have something to that effect where everyone was on the same page, everyone valued it as much as referees do in our pelvic health field. So I don't know if that's ever going to be a thing, but I think that Jesse and I want to at least try to sort of bring some of that education and that mentality and that focus to this field. Yeah. And our goal with everything we're doing with pelvic PT rising, the pelvic PT huddle is to really bridge the gap between where we are and where we need to be as a field and kind of shorten that learning curve so that we can get there. Right. Because it's no one's fault, right? That if you're sitting there and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm the only pelvic PT in my practice. And frankly, I don't know what to do with my patients. Like that's not your fault at all. And, but we need to support people in that type of a a role in order so that we can basically be just a better specialty and just be better. That's why we talk about that in the, in the intro there, right? We just need to be better, but be better together. Yeah. And so this really fits in with what we're doing. We want to extend this conversation, bring you guys in because we're doing things like trying to bridge the gap by teaching courses that go beyond the basics and actually get you the practical information that you need in order to work. And so we've already worked with, I think, more than 110 public PTs who have gone through the essentials courses, doing one-on-one mentoring, all the stuff Nicole's doing in the pelvic PT huddle, and now this podcast. So we really want to bring you kind of a variety of different things that we feel like are really important for the field from clinical reasoning and how to make all that work to business and career advice, whether you're a business owner or whether you want to be a better employee and improve your career. Or be a clinical director somewhere, be a leader in a hospital-based system or start a program, like any of that. Right. And that's a Another thing we need to get to is you don't have to own your own business to be a leader in the field, right? And so many times you kind of feel like there's a cap on you if you don't have your own place, but that's, that's just not true. And then how to bring it all together, how to incorporate the business stuff, the clinical stuff, and just life stuff in order to be better for our patients. Right. Because if we, if we are the ones that are going to have to meet these patients where they are in like the depths of despair with pelvic pain or in the most crazy times of their life when they have a baby, right? We have to be better. We have to be grounded and have our stuff together to make sure that we can help the patients the best. So we are really excited to be bringing you guys into this conversation. Please reach out with any comments, questions, ideas for future podcasts, stuff that you want to hear. We'd love to make this a great conversation. We're inviting you into this and we're talking about what makes a great PT, how to always be improving what we think about the future of the specialty and those big conversations that we want to have. So we want this to be a platform for it. We really hope you enjoy it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to be coming back next week with our next episode, but that is episode one in the books. In the books. Yay, Jess. All right. Thanks again. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.